Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Monday, April 17th. It's here, baby! Stanley Cup playoffs. Can't feel better, can't be more excited than I am right now. We're just hours away from puck drop of the first four uh, first-round series taking place tonight with Game 1. The other four will begin uh, tomorrow night, and we're excited. And we will basically be covering every game of every playoff series from here on out from a betting perspective in every which way possible. Sides, totals, player props. Uh, we will certainly be hammering it all on a daily basis right here on the Ice Guys playoff editions moving forward. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and as like we did last year, we'll be uh, rotating a bunch of special guests throughout the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, current and former players. And we have Brandon DeFazio joining us here uh, on our first official playoff show from uh, Germany, uh, where it is Monday evening there. Uh, Brandon, uh, great to have you. You're still playing pro hockey, of course, these days. Your season in Germany, the DEL, uh, you just completed it recently. Welcome to the Ice Guys show. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot, Ian. Alex, it's uh, it's a pleasure. I've been uh, following along with you. We've been kind of playing a little bit of tag back and forth and seeing how things progress. So I'm, I'm honored, first off, to be uh, to be on here on uh, the first playoff show. So it's exciting. No, exactly. And uh, of course, first time on the show. So as we do uh, with our guests, just a little, who are you? Who is Brandon DeFazio? Talk about your uh, hockey journey. I know you've played in Germany here this past season, but uh, tell us uh, how it's been from a hockey standpoint for you, the hockey journey over the years. Yeah, it's been unique. I mean, you know, a, a unique career. I think everybody has their own story in terms of pros. You know, I, I find that, uh, you know, maybe the more unique ones are almost more more fun to talk about. I think you see the you know, the podcast nowadays, the people that play all over the world, the, you know, the spit and chicklets one, a lot of a lot of times they like the Russian stories and stuff like that. So I've got a ton of experience. You know, I'm from Oakville, Ontario. Um, you know, I, I went to Clarkson University. Uh, I've been playing pro for 13 years now. You know, I, I started in the American League, played seven years there, mostly, uh, you know, pretty much everywhere, signing with different NHL teams, kind of following the dream wherever you uh wherever you think it's going to find your way to the NHL and was fortunate to play those couple of games in Vancouver um, and then decided to, to switch roles and kind of flip, flip over here and, and try my luck in the KHL. So I played a year in the KHL in China of all places and lived in Shanghai. And, uh, and then I went to Finland and then back to China and Beijing, which is, uh, you know, crazy. And then I've, uh, you know, I've been in Germany for three years now. So. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, someone in our chat, by the way, those stairs look cool. Uh, says Isaac in the uh, chat. It looks like the kind of stairs, though, when you see the just the way they look here on the screen. Here looks like if you're yeah. drunk, high, or under the influence, though, you could be there. Could be an ass over tea kettle situation about to unfold there because you know they look pretty high. They look like you got to take your time. Be careful there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I try to give the German feel. You know, we get the German kind of stairs looking here. Give the full culture for the for everybody to see. But uh, nice. yeah, they got little holes in them. So I got a, a one year old that's decided that she's climbing them every day, and uh, with just my luck can figure out how to open the gate now and get up there so a uh, little dangerous um but yeah you're right a couple of german beers a little stronger than most might be a little trouble getting the top but we figured it out yeah exactly no exactly that's uh, right and of course uh you had a just a little small little you know 
period of time with the Vancouver Canucks. That was the main foray you got uh, in the uh, NHL. But uh, just talk about that experience. I know it wasn't very long, but talk about how that was for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, probably a little shot of espresso. That's about it. Not even a full <laughs> cup of coffee, but uh, yeah, fuck it. I mean, everybody wants to play in the NHL, right? And, you know, just to be able to say you did that, you know, specifically for me, I mean, Hey, know, it shows up on the elite prospects page yeah. for you there. Well, Brandon you know, the NHL, Vancouver Canucks. It looks that's, good. That's exactly right. And it has the little symbol there beside your name. So that's huge. That's fucking huge yeah. for the rest of my life. I can have that little symbol there. That's great. Um, yeah. I mean, look at, you know, for, for not only me, for my family and stuff, I mean, it's, it's a grind and everybody knows that it's a play in the NHL. It's, you know, we're, we're, you know, sports betting guys and talking percentages, you know, it's pretty fucking low. So uh, just to get there, you know, the 0.001 or whatever to play the game, you know, being undrafted to OHL, undrafted in NHL, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, what everybody dreams of, you know, it was, uh, it was a special moment. Parents got there, everything like that. So uh, it was exciting. How interesting yeah. was it playing in China? I mean, that travel with China and, of course, the league mostly being in Russia, you know, just kind of talk about, like, that that experience. I'm sure it had to be different than any other uh, team you played with in your career. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild. I mean, it's – I think there's two two angles you talk about. It is wild, you know, and a lot of people that you've had, you know, like I alluded to, you know, the, the stories from Russia, you know, they are there, but it's not as crazy as people would think, you know, it really has changed. You know, if you're talking about the super league, compare the KHL and stuff from that experience from hockey, it was, it was totally normal. I mean, it was incredible. You know, it was, it was high end as high end as I played, you know, considering, you know, I think it's extremely, uh, you know, talented, you know, in terms of the teams you're playing when you're playing red army and all these teams, it's, you know, it's, it's tough. So I, you know, I get to play against Datsu, Kolchak, all those guys. So from that experience, you know, it was unbelievable hockey wise. Um, in terms of living, you know, for, for the China experience, I mean, it was wild. I mean, it was, it was completely different. The travel was just whack. I mean, I couldn't even, I honestly couldn't explain it. You know, for the most part, people wouldn't believe it, but, you know, it was like 300 plus hours on a plane. Right. You know, we'd, we'd fly, you know, we, we would do 14 hours, 15 hours, all, you know, casually on a plane. You know, we did have our own, you know, as a charter and stuff, you know, you hunker down and it's okay. You have some red wine and play some cards, but um you know it gets it gets long i mean it, it, by the time you get home you, you kiss the pavement when you land in canada and you say thank god because uh you know it just torches your body i mean you can't do that many time changes that we did and uh you know come out the other side fresh so it was uh it was unique but it was fun we had a lot of fun we had some great guys there you know if you looked at the you know the chinese team that just went to the olympics you know that was basically the team that i played with you know brandon yips the captain there you know played some i games saw that yeah he played for them at the olympics just yeah. a great guy you know he's you know, a good buddy now. So we've created some relationships and memories and, you know, we got through it. I mean, that's a thing. You got to be close if you're going to spend, you know, 300 hours on a plane, you know, right. with someone. And, uh, we made the best of it. We had Iron Mike Keenan as our coach one year. And, you know, that was, uh, you know, many stories in it itself, you know, of Mike and, and the challenges of, you know, what he puts on his players. But uh, yeah, it was a blast. You know, I, I felt fortunate, you know, as a, you know, the player I was just to be playing the KHL. So. Yeah, and there's a, there's that uh, Mike Keenan, of course, you know, and he's the kind of coach that now these days people wonder if that kind of coach works in 2023. You know, it's just it's it's a different era yeah. a little bit, and now it's just yeah. I don't want to say hockey players are coddled now, but a, a little to at least a certain degree they are, and you're seeing yeah. just a perfect example of there's very few coaches, you know, like the Torts or the Mike Keenan, and of course Daryl Sutter still around mm -hmm. in Calgary, and there's rumblings that. You know the interactions with him and his players this year didn't know yeah. go well, go swimmingly from start to finish this year. So, you know we're in that era now. We certainly heard some 
uh, situations involving Babcock, of course, with Toronto and some of the things that he was doing there with uh, certain players. So there's that thought process where, you know, unfortunately, you know, if you're going to be the uh, all in, all out, you know, not tyrant, but you're really going to be demanding, you're really going to crack the whip in a lot of occasions, like a Mike Keenan, like a Daryl Sutter or a Torts. There's that right. that wonder if, you know, if it's going to be something that's going to be good for a coach like that these days, if they're going to be able to get those same opportunities now that they did, say, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting to talk about, right? I mean, I, I think there is a place still for, for demanding coaches, but, you know, the line is certainly there. You know, it, I mean, it's, it's, you just can't avoid it. I mean, players are different. I mean, you know, I've, I've seen it, you know, with, with my career alone, you know, if you talk about 13 years and then you, you go back to having, you know, from my first year and I can almost guarantee it, but I had John Hines as a coach my first year and I can almost guarantee he's a different coach now because that's yeah. just the way you've had to adapt. Now he's a smart man. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a principal guy. He has the standards and he's a very, very hard coach, but uh, I would imagine from what I've heard, you know, he relies heavily on relationships too. So I don't know. I mean, it's tough to say, I mean, you're right. It, it, you know, you have to coddle players in a certain sense, you know, hopefully not too much because you'd expect that hopefully the better teams, you know, and I think the teams you're seeing now that have found success, they, you know, self-regulate themselves. Right. And uh, you know, the coach is there to formulate, you know, Ian, Alex and Brandon, they're all different people and, and figuring out what each one of us needs. And, yes. you know, but you do have to have that level of accountability. I think as soon as you lose it, you know, that's the thing that those guys you just mentioned have always, um, you know, but without, like I said, that, that line trying to stay, you know, within it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's one thing, you know, to be cussed out, you know, and every player sometimes right. will by their coach, but it's one thing that for them to get another thing for them to get, you know, embarrassed, you know, basically in front of right. you know, their, their teammates and really, you know, put them in a situation where they get humiliated by the coach. You don't want to see uh, something like that, but uh, uh, definitely that's what's been interesting to watch how it's unfolded with Daryl Sutter. It's that, you know, he's one of those mm -hmm. old school coaches that he started head coaching in the late eighties. You know, that's how and back yeah. then, there was a lot more of that going on and not uh, not as much today, but uh, definitely uh, interesting to see, you know, how the coaching spectrum continues to unfold. Now, before we get into the playoff breakdown, the first time we have a, you know, a player on the show, the set, you know, we like to go into the vault, find something mm -hmm. from their career, some kind of play they made, goal they scored, uh, some kind of uh, Brandon DeFazio highlight, if you will. But uh, this mm -hmm. is what we found, and he did this a few times in his career. Why? Keeps it alive, has it up to your side for Archibald with a shot and a good save. As coming out of the crease to cut down the angle was Kincaid, and now McKelvey dropping the gloves as he and Brandon DeFazio. <laughs> Between the circles, the Brandon DeFazio and Chris McKelvey. DeFazio getting a right in there as McKelvey tries to come underneath with an uppercut. Yeah, pulls his helmet was, uh... off as DeFazio grabs the back of the head, and McKelvey trying to rip his helmet off as well. Able to get, no, he couldn't get the helmet off as McKelvey comes in with a good right hand, coming in again, and McKelvey, the helmet's it's still crap. firmly on, trying to get some shots in. Yeah, on it was all right. Yeah, just, uh, I remember just trying to make an impression. I remember that being, you know, one of the first, first few games there. As you can see, Cam Jansen's right there. Uh, so I knew I knew which which person not to go near. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that animal was flying around doing this fucking thing, saying stuff you never even heard in your life. So yeah. it was more so like, okay, I better find someone else quick because this guy's coming around. And, uh, I don't need that in my life. But uh, yeah, I was I was new there. I just signed there. It was my first year in Utica, and just try to make an impression. I mean, that's it was, what it, it is. Was, yeah. 
Yeah, you know. that's what we've heard. We've heard from so many of our guests that, you know, drop the mitts uh, every now and then uh, in any league that they played in, including Jay Rosehill was with us earlier this year. And that's what it was, was making an impression. And he said right. it in, when he was with us earlier this season. I, I'm probably not making the Toronto Maple Leafs roster unless I put myself in a spot to, you know, chuck the mitts and, and do that kind of thing, especially back then, because that was late 2000s mm-hmm. and fighting was still a lot more prominent now than oh, compared yeah. to now. Uh, yeah. So it was important to, uh, you know, make your impact, uh, make yourself uh, known, have your presence felt. Uh, and certainly uh, that's the uh, way to do it. So there you go. A little Brandon DeFazio highlight for you. Uh, before we get into the four games tonight, uh, as the Stanley Cup playoffs begin, some overall thoughts just on the playoffs that are about to begin, Brandon. Uh, teams that you think uh, are going to be uh, going on a deep run. Some series that you're interested in watching the most here in the first round. Whatever you want to talk about. Huh. I, I mean, it's just such a, it's just such a tight landscape right now. I really believe that. Like, it's just, I mean, I, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be one. I mean, it's always like that, but it felt like this, it feels like this year is, it's like any, anybody, you know, and you say anybody, but you put, you know, maybe Boston above that anybody, but it's like, man, like there's just so many good teams right now. And it just feels like, you know, where I always go, like if I, if I'm thinking from as a player, you know, and, and looking as, as the teams, it's like you think about goaltending, you know, but then I've heard, you know, in the past that, you know, you really only need your goalie to be, you know, 0.910 and you're going to be probably okay. But, you know, there's, there's these X factors in goalies, you know, and, 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 and when I look at it, I mean, Boston with a plus 86 goal differential is scary. You know, that that's like, okay, you know, and they have the best goalie tandem in the league, you know, and then Carolina, you know, I think, now that they've lost Svechnikov, you know, is it, is it a problem? And I don't know. I mean, it's like, you look at Olmark, Sorokin, Hellebuck, Shesterk, and Vasilevsky. Like those guys are all X factors for me. Like those are the top five, what I would say. So then you look at, okay, can, can any of those teams upset teams? And it's like, fuck, okay, where are we going now? Um, you know, I, I have interest in the Leafs, obviously, you know, everybody does obviously with, with the storylines and what's, what's been happening, you know, with the way they went all in, you know, with a guy like Ryan O'Reilly coming in that, you know, I know well, and, and, you know, Nolachari who I played with, you know, those guys are, you know, Luke Shen, like, is this going to, is this going to be the changes that they need? You know, they'd better know. hope so. Cause I'll tell you what, shit's going to absolutely hit the fucking fan. <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs team is knocked yeah. their ass out again in the first round. And I've said it in the last couple of shows now that we've done. And I said this on the previous yeah. show too. I'm, I'm putting my neck out there. So is Alex. And so is a lot of people. So are a lot of people in this first round that this is finally the year for Toronto to win a first round yeah. series. So if yeah. they don't fucking get it done this year, I'm going scorched <laughs> earth on the Leafs with the rant to end all rants. And I have had some memorable ones, Foz, on this show uh, in the past involving uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I just ream them out after they completely shit the bed, shit their pants, urinated all over the ice surface against Montreal. <laughs> A couple of years ago, that was bad. So last yeah. year, I wasn't as harsh because I thought right. they went out on their sword. That was a mm-hmm. hard effort. That mm-hmm. was a hard series. That was a tough series. They could have won it. They lost in seven. They went out valiantly. There was nothing valiant about the Montreal series. That was mm-hmm. up three one, and you absolutely pissed yourself in the last three games of that series, uh, and that was unacceptable. And the top players disappeared. Couldn't find them with a telescope uh, on the ice in the last three games of that series. Uh, it was an issue. For me and i so i just let them have it after they blew yeah. that to montreal 
Uh, and yeah. then I got to hear Mitch Marner say that we weren't ready to play going into game six when they lost in overtime. Yeah, you have a chance to win your first series in 18 fucking years as a team. And I got to hear that. You're not ready to play a game to clinch a fucking re- series for the first time in 18 years. Drove me nuts. Crazy. Drove me absolutely crazy. I, I, I flipped. I flipped. Exactly, Olaf. That's exactly what I did. And now that I'm rem- remembering all that experience with Toronto against Montreal and flipping all over again. So we better move on and change topics before. I mean, is that not though what you just did though? That's what's going on though. That's why it's so hard for them. I mean, you got so many people that just did that rant that they're doing it right now. They're like, fuck sakes, here we go again. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's why it's so polarizing to watch them. I mean, you know, I love the Leafs. I love, I have so many connections. That team, I fucking desperately want them to win. Yeah. You know, desperately. I, you know, I think everybody that's from that area. You and all the Leafs nation. Yeah. Yeah. We need, we need it. You know I mean? You're desperate for it, but it's like, you know, it's tough. It's tough to win, especially when you're playing Tampa Bay two years in a row. I mean, and they have the best goalie in the, in the world, you know, that's absolutely, that's the way it goes and they know how to win, but fuck. I mean, you look at it this way, Toronto, how many captains do they have in the room now at this point? Like O'Reilly, Giordano, And I yeah, don't want so to hear Dubas thrown under the bus if they don't no. win that series. Yeah, come on. You can't, yeah. throw, you can't no, throw him under no, the bus. Absolutely not. No. Oh, I mean, look what he's done. I mean, he's, okay, he's pushed the chips in this year more than ever, but he's tried. You know, he went and got another captain last year. You know, I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's done He's done this, or you know, whenever it was when he got Felino. I mean, he's done He's done the right things. You know, they need to fucking step up now. That's yeah. what it is. I mean, they need to yeah. They have a mature group. They have, like I said, how many captains could they have? They have Chen could be a captain on a team. You know, Giordano has been a captain on the team. O'Reilly's been a captain on the team. You got John Tavares has been a captain. I mean, come yeah. on. You guys got the group now. You, you just got to believe in yourself. Stay tight. Make it Even happen. Even Jake McCabe won't take shit from anybody. Physical. Uh, yeah. You know, block yeah. shots. Does all those yeah. little things. I mean, they've got the they've got the team, the compromised yeah. roster of a playoff team, a good exactly. playoff team, a dangerous yeah. playoff team, one that can win multiple rounds and even win a right. conference. But again, they got to go out and do it now. Yeah, they uh, do. and that's always been the issue. Yep. yep, yep, that's been the issue we've seen from them uh, in the uh, past. All right, let's get into tonight. We've got four game one matchups, and it begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. East first round game one: New York Islanders, Carolina Hurricanes. We've got Carolina minus 170 home uh, home favorites here. Now, these are the game one prices. Obviously, you see on the screen here: uh, minus 170 for Carolina here in game one, five and a half the total. Uh, in this one uh, should be interesting to see how this plays out. The, the, the main bet for me here in game one is uh, I'm going to take a, a shot with the draw here. This is another series where I'm going to be looking at some draws with the uh, Islanders and the uh, Hurricanes. Uh, Carolina, you know, we have seen evidence of them last year, of course, against Boston uh, and all throughout the playoffs last year until that loss to the Rangers that they suffered uh, they were undefeated at home on at home in the playoffs until that loss to end the series against the uh, Rangers in the second round. So this has been a good playoff team at home. And, um, you know, I think we talked about it, Alex and I. We think this is going to be a homer series potentially where this could be one of those series where it's a lot like Boston Carolina last year, where it's Carolina wins the first two at home. The Islanders in their very loud home environment, which, again, is nothing like it is in the regular season there for Long Island. They ramp it up big time uh, in the playoffs at UBS Arena. It could very easily see the Islanders uh, end up winning the two home games uh, when it goes back to uh, UBS for three and four. And it could be one of those that's just the home team hold serve in every game in this series. So, you know, that's the way I see it. I I mentioned Saturday. I sprinkled on this series to go six and seven games. I think it's going to be a tight series, competitive series, very close. So I'm on that, the plus 210. Tonight, though, mostly... Uh, I'm going to be looking toward the draw 
I think it's going to have that potential. It's going to be a very close series throughout, in my opinion. So that's what I'm looking at. I don't think it's going to be a lot of goals in this series. And I have to applaud Rod Brindamore, guys, for making the decision he made in net, uh, anti-Ranta, uh, as opposed to Frederick Anderson. I actually think it's the right move. Actually, I think the best move would have been Pyotr Kochekov, to be quite honest with you, in net, but you're not going to see him. Uh, it's going to be anti-Ranta to get the uh, first crack at it here in Game 1. And if you remember last year... When Frederick Anderson was injured, Antti Ranta was largely the guy uh, in net for the uh, Hurricanes. And especially in the Boston series, he was very good. He was pretty good early in the Rangers series. I think he ran out of gas down the stretch of the Rangers series because, look, guy in his late 30s that hasn't played that many consecutive games in a row uh, in his career very often. High-pressure playoff games. He got to the point where he started double-digit games in a row there. And anti-Ranta has not really done that, especially in the playoffs. But I think it's the right move because I, I think if you look at Ranta, especially down the stretch when he got in the net, he played pretty well. And when Freddie Anderson was in net down the stretch, not so much. So I think it's a situation where Rod Brindamore is just playing a hunch. I'm going with the hotter hand in net, and that right now is uh, uh, anti-Ranta for him. Sorokin will be the goalie, of course, for the Islanders, and he's a big reason why they're in the playoffs uh, and in the first place and got in over, say, Pittsburgh, for example. Uh, he was excellent down the stretch. So, yeah, I think this is uh, going to be goals maybe hard to come by here uh, in this series. I think this is not a bad sprinkle here. I'm going to do a small little correct score bet for the first period. Scoreless. No goals in the first period. Uh, I'm going to take a little shot with that because I think it's probably maybe going to be a little bit of a cautious uh, opening here uh, in this game. So if you can find, you know, correct score prop for the uh, opening period, I think looking at the uh, first period to be uh, scoreless, uh, it's not a bad option here uh, in this game, in my opinion. I could definitely see it being a, a scoreless uh, first period, which, by the way, would be uh, the price isn't great because it's around plus 175, but I definitely think we could see uh, a scoreless opening period here uh, in uh, this uh, game tonight. And then as far as props go, there's a bunch that this is more of a prop game for me. And in the playoffs, you're going to see me really, really defer to the prop market now. You know, it's more about less about the sides and the totals and more about the props, I think, on a game in and game out basis, because I think there's better opportunities on the prop board at this time of year. And for the Carolina Hurricanes, I actually think this is a great series in terms of looking for value in the uh, goals, you know, in the goals and point score markets where you could take some shots. Our guy, Kevin Beach, recommended Brent Burns as the top goal scorer in this series at plus 4,100. 41 to 1 and I I think I could agree with that uh because of the fact he shoots the puck a lot a ton like he's averaging like almost double digit shot attempts per game and over and lately he's been averaging you know over four shots uh on goal per game as well so I like his over shots on goal prop as well tonight Brent Burns uh for Carolina I think as well too Stefan Nason someone you want to keep an eye on number one power play unit uh a guy that really gets to the front of the net which is great, which makes a good power play, getting to the front of the net, getting to the tough areas of the ice. So anything Stefan Nason, maybe a small flyer on him, you know, in terms of goal and point, the top goal and top point scorer in the series for Carolina. Here's a guy that goes under, as didn't exactly light it up down the stretch or play great offensively, because really this team struggled. Brandon, you hit on it. They've struggled offensively since uh, Svechnikov went down. They have not been able to score as many goals as a team. But I'll go with someone that's been able to rise up and elevate at playoff time for Carolina. He did it last year. He's done it before. Tavo Teravainen, 
for the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, not a great finishing stretch for him offensively. I will admit that. But how many times do we see a, t- a player, you know, maybe not play great down the stretch of the regular season, suddenly step their game up uh, in the uh, playoffs? If you look at it, he averages more goals per game in the playoffs the last couple of years than the regular season. And I think you could see, you know, Tara Vine and make more of an impact here uh, moving forward. Again, he was not, you know, overly uh, produ- productive down the stretch. But I think here in the playoffs, you know, whether it's uh, a small flyer on him to be the top goal and point scorer in the series, him to get a goal and a point tonight here in game one, I think it's great value. And we have seen evidence of Tavo Teravine being one of the guys to step up here for Carolina. And also don't sleep on Seth Jarvis, another guy down the stretch, underwhelming offensive numbers, but a guy that at playoff time last year in particular showed an ability to step up. So some Seth Jarvis props as well. On the Islanders' side, I'd look at Nelson. He's the obvious candidate. Uh, He's been great for them. I think he's going to be one of the catalysts for them offensively uh, throughout this series. If they're going to make noise and win this series, Brock Nelson's going to have a huge part in it. Getting Matthew Barzell back is significant. Not a big goal scorer, but, man, a great facilitator. Sets up his line mates, what, over 50 assists this season for Matt Barzell. So having him back uh, is definitely significant. So those are the guys that stand out here for the Islanders, but especially Brock Nelson for me uh, in terms of making an impact. Bo Horvat. You know, we haven't seen him, obviously, uh, in the playoffs uh, for, for a couple of years now. See what he does as well with his new team, uh, the New York Islanders, uh, tonight and in this series. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you think here? Game one, Islanders, Hurricanes. Yeah, this is going to be a live game for me as, as far as betting concerned. Like I said, I already have that, uh, you know, plus 4,800 ticket of basically the home team winning all games and it going seven. Uh, so by default, I'm, I'm on Carolina. And, and, you know, looking at just the numbers of it, too, you know, 13 uh, and two, the last 15 meetings for Carolina, you know, it's important for them to, to get off to to a hot start. And that's what I kind of want to see. And I, you know, I think it might be that feeling out processing that you're kind of saying with no score, but there would probably be a ton of chances. So you might be able to get in with a, a little a look on a live over dropping down. I mean, you probably get four and a half, maybe three and a half if, if they go scoreless in the first 20 minutes. So that might be something that I'm, I'm circling to look at. Uh, and like I said, just kind of seeing who's going to, you know, throw the, the first real good punch uh, in, in this series. This is uh, one that like I said didn't have the greatest of feel compared to the other uh, seven series going in. And that's kind of where I'm at now. This is more of, a, of an observation game. See what I'm going to do for the rest of the series. By the way, here's a prop market I'm going to start looking at here in the playoffs starting tonight. And I don't bet this. I don't bet these at all, quite honestly, in the regular season or hardly ever. But I'm going to start now. We like shots on goal props during the season. I like them. Alex will dabble in them. A lot of our viewers and listeners as well. But a lot of times those shots aren't going to get through in the playoffs. There's going to be a lot of shot attempts, but they're not going to get through. Why? Because the commitment to blocking shots goes way up at playoff time for obvious reasons. So I'm going to start looking at blocked shots props uh, here uh, in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. And I've done some work on them going into these series and I'm trying to target some defensemen. Like I'll tell you one that stands out. We won't get to him until tomorrow, but I'll, a little spoiler for tomorrow's show. Alec Martinez. Look at that guy block shots. That guy is just a road grader. You know, he just stands in front of every puck and, and he will end up and he'll make sure that shot gets suppressed and doesn't get to the net. He's amazing at it. And there's someone for the Islanders tonight. That's very good at it. Scott Mayfield for them. Very good in terms of blocking shots, tough, you know, rugged, physical defenseman, blocks a ton of shots for this team. So Scott Mayfield on the Islanders' side, a block shot prop, I think is a good look here 
tonight for them. I think you could look for Slavin on the Carolina side for sure. Jacob Slavin, he's just one of those do-it-all defensemen. He's excellent, moves the puck well, skates well, is good defensively, good posture, good positioning, stick position, body position, knows where to be in the D zone at all times. And, of course, he blocks a lot of shots. So Slavin for Carolina, Mayfield for the Islanders. I think those are good looks, and the block shots props over tonight. Uh, what do you think here, Brandon? Islanders, Hurricanes. Yeah, I like I like the angle you're taking there with block shots. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you just if you're just thinking principally, right? I mean, people are going to put their bodies on the line a little more now. I mean, if not at the most possible, uh, two teams committed to defense first. I mean, you know, if you're if you're looking at it, you know, Carolina has been one of those pinnacle teams in terms of how they defended, but so have the Islanders. Um, yeah, you know. In terms of X factors, you know, you know, if what I'm thinking, you know, from what I've seen and if, if history dictates properly, you know, the X factors and what we always end up talking about with the Islanders is, you know, that fourth line, you know, I'm not sure if they're together at the moment, but it's Clutterbuck, Zizekas and Martin. And for whatever reason, these guys come alive. You know, that's, that's the that Don Cherry most- line. He would he couldn't watch Coach's yeah. Corner years ago without yeah. him praising that line and saying how much he loved them. <laughs> well, and, and they just they just suit the playoffs so so well right and we've seen it time and time again those guys somehow score big goals uh you know they they play way above uh what they what they show in the regular season but you know in terms of a line they bring the energy and such but you know i might i might take one of those three as an x-factor goal scoring you know because you know if if we look back on it you know we've seen Suzuki score big goals we've seen clutterbuck score big goals and we've seen martin score big goals and those are all three guys like you said that go to the net there's a reason why they score in playoffs more probably than they do uh, in the regular season is because they get to the hard areas. Um, you know, I think, like you said, the another thing I go back on is Sorokin's just so good. Um, you know, it's a factor. I mean, Antiranta is unbelievable too. He's, he's obviously, like you said, uh, maybe not the obvious choice, but the right choice. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we're looking at low scoring, you know, it, it, and when you, when you said you know, in terms of the zero zero first period, I, I like it, but I also I think it goes two ways, right? So you look at it this way. Yeah, there's some feeling out process. There always is, you know, it, it, but it can go to to uh, you know one of two ways, right? And and the other way it can go is a lot of goal scoring because of the mistakes, because of the nerves. Um, you know, does does the the high end goaltending, you know, allow for it to be, you know, no goals and but or you know do they they come out and they stand still and it's it's one of those series that takes just like most of them some time to to see what we're really getting into you know so i i find that interesting to think about you know i'm not sure if they're going to come out nervous and make the mistakes or like you said they're going to come out feel out process a little slower of a period but i guess we'll find out yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, I like, like I say, I think the, the four defensemen you're going to target here, maybe for the block shots. Like I say, it's uh, Pesci. It's also uh, it's Pesci as well for Carolina, in addition to Slave. And actually, Pesci's number one on the team in block shots. 110 block shots this year for Brett Pesci and Slave, and not far behind. Those are the two. Mayfield and good call by occupancy in the chat. Pelic as well. It's been very good with blocking shots for the uh, Islanders. So. You can find over blocked shot props on your book for those four, two defensemen on each team. Yeah, good bets. I think those are two guys that are going to be looking to help out their goalies at every uh, opportunity uh, in this uh, series. All right, Florida Panthers and Boston Bruins, the other Eastern Conference first-round series, which gets underway tonight, game one. Boston minus 220, home favorite, sixth the total here in game one tonight. And all of a sudden, we've got ourselves a shitstorm of news involving the Boston Bruins. 
entering game one tonight that a flu bug or some kind of illness is running through this team prior to what horseshit timing that is. Could you imagine that? I mean, you've had this incredible historic season. You've been basically, you know, other than at the beginning when there were a lot of players out, you've been pretty good at terms of staying healthy. And then all of a sudden Patrice Bergeron takes a, you know, a bit of a suspect hit, if you will, against Montreal in the final game of the regular season. They took him out for what was called precautionary reasons at the time. Well, we're finding out it's a little bit more than precautionary right now because he's still having some issues potentially with that. But it also could be a little bit of this illness that's crept into the Bruins dressing room prior to game one tonight. Uh, so Patrice Bergeron's status, suddenly the last 24 hours, is uh, very much in doubt. Uh, for game one here tonight for the uh, Boston Bruins. So keep an eye on this. He's a game-time decision. And Allmark, the runaway favorite to be the Vesna Trophy winner this year, Linus Allmark is also a game-time decision because of this flu bug or illness bug that's running through the Bruins. So it actually could be a, uh, the Bruins might have to start Jeremy Swayman tonight uh, here in game one if that is indeed the case. And they've actually called up uh, a goalie from Providence just in case, and Swayman, remember, mispracticed due to this illness yesterday. Right. So yeah. there's actually potential they made uh, if things were really bad right before puck drop that they might have to go to that emergency goal that's called up out of Providence here tonight uh, for this uh, game. So keep an eye on this. This is a fluid situation. You know, it seems to be there's new details and changing scenarios and situations involving all of these players. It seems hour to hour. So make sure you keep an eye on this. Makes it difficult right now to make a firm recommendation here's the way i'll put it okay there's nothing in terms of the personnel for the bruins in game one tonight that will put me on betting florida nothing okay because if there's one team that can overcome all the obstacles all the concerns oh no bergeron maybe our captain out oh maybe no linus allmark tonight who's had an incredible season in net if there's one team that's got the experience the poise the maturity and all the playoff experience to Handle a situation like this, not panic. Stay focused on the task at hand. Stay focused on the game plan they need to execute to beat Florida, not only in this series, but in game one tonight, it's Boston. You know, they're, they're the kind of team that they've got the mental makeup of a team that can, hey, we throw anything at us, we'll be fine. You know, and they have shown us that throughout the course of the season. So, and yeah, I mean, if we start to hear that no Bergeron, no Allmark, and who knows, maybe someone else is affected by this then maybe you get a better price and people start to rush and bet Florida because of this. You get a better price on Boston uh, closer to puck drop. So uh, I think they can manage this. And how many times do we see in the NBA, NHL, all sports, everybody with some key players out or your captain out or whoever it is, whether it's one player or a couple, you know, you overcome it. Everybody pulls up their bootstraps, does a little bit more, and you overcome it in that first game without those key players. Good teams do that all the time, whether it's NBA, NHL. So, again, all of this, you know, stuff going on with the Boston Bruins is not going to say, yeah, let's bet Florida now, For at least for me. Uh, I'm not going to be looking to do that. What I am on in this game is the over. I'm going to look at over six here, minus 120, uh, because you look at the series history, Panthers and Bruins, all over the total this season. For some reason, Florida played Boston. You got high-scoring games. I think you're going to see something similar tonight. I think with Boston being off for a little bit of time as well, you know, they may not be totally locked down defensively. And, of course, with all due respect to Swayman, who's a good goalie, he's not quite at the level uh, of all marks. So you could see Florida be able to chip in some offense. And, yeah, I know Alex Lyon is a big part of why Florida got in. 
He was lights out, spectacular down the stretch. They were calling him the Lion King uh, around the team because of how good he was. But let's be real, okay? He finally got lit up a little bit, right, in that final game against Carolina down the stretch. He gave up some goals finally. This is his first ever playoff start on the road in what's going to be a frenzied atmosphere at TD Garden tonight for game one. Let's see how he fares here, okay? This is playoffs now. And he, what he's done, it's a spectacular story. It's an exciting story. It's a fun story. But let's see if he can extend that success into the playoffs in a tough environment against the best team in the NHL, right? Let's see if he can do that tonight. I think Boston will score their share uh, here in this first game tonight. So I like over six. Uh, there are still some sixes out there. Shop around. Bet online. Caesars. A couple books still have six. Some others have six and a half. But try to find the six. I like this game to go uh, up and over the total. Uh, Alex, uh, Panthers-Bruins. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be fooled twice about this. You know, it reminded me a lot of the beginning of the year. We talked about uh, Boston playing Washington. And it was like, okay, well, you know, uh, no Marshand. No they Boston early in the season. They right? Boston early, yeah. And, yeah. And, and then they made me look completely stupid. Uh, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not falling for this twice in, in the same year. And, and you know, like I said, you know, Swayman, He's the highest-rated backup uh, in the league, according to my numbers, all season long. So that's not the the biggest drop-off in the world to have him start in this game. Obviously, you want you want Allmark. He is the better goalie, but these are two great goalies. So that's not the the worst thing. The one you just wonder if he's feeling better uh, today and and getting ready. You know, whereas Allmark, hopefully, like I said, this, you know, that stomach you know bug can be a, a tricky thing. You know, take a couple of days, and even when it's out of you, but you still got to rest and recover and hydrate. So. Uh, it'll be tough, but I think Boston still has enough of the horses to win this. Uh, you know, I have thought about Florida. This, like I said, it's, it's a it's a two-headed monster here. I like Boston, obviously, but I also just don't like Florida. I still don't trust this Florida team. As far as I'm concerned, there's a 16 team in this postseason. Uh, and like I said, when you're running with Alex Lyon, he's, you know, a tremendous story, and we've seen him, you know, play well in other lower leagues in the playoffs, but this is the NHL, and this is one of the best teams we've seen in a very, very long time. I don't know if Florida's going to be able to just hang around in this. So, uh, like I said, I'm sticking with my Boston and four, and uh, I think Boston takes care of business. I did play the puck line late, the uh, one and a half at plus 125. Maybe wait for that because, like I said, Florida money might come in. You might get a better number. You might be able to get plus 135, plus 140 closer to the puck drop. So that's, that's the shot I'm taking. I can see where this game trade goals back and forth, and uh, then Boston pulls away late and get, maybe get an empty net goal and win this one by margin. Yeah. By the way, this is my David Posternock game for me, especially with Bergeron potentially missing. Watch that guy; he'll play a great game. Like that's and he's had an unbelievable season. He's actually scored in every game this year against the Florida Panthers. Something to point out. Sometimes there's guys that just play well. I'm on everything Posternock tonight. I'm on him to score a goal, anytime goal props, right around even money. It's not a great price, plus a hundred. You know, I think he's going to find the back of the net. Over one and a half points is plus one fifty-five. You know, that's a very good price on that. And I'm on the over shots on goal. It goes without saying. This guy's just been shooting the puck, shooting the puck consistently. And even though his shots on goal prop is four and a half every game, he's been going over that. He's been getting five, six, eight shots on goal. You know, in a lot of games down the stretch. So Pasternak will be active, in my opinion, here in game one tonight and probably throughout this series as well. If you're looking for uh, blocked shots props here, uh, in uh, this one, I'm just trying to see in terms of the uh, Bruins here, blocked shots, uh, leaders. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, talking about a great defensive team, you know, they're going to block shots. We're looking at Clifton and McAvoy, by far the top two. McAvoy, 131 blocked shots, leading the team in that regard. Uh, Gudis, 
been very good blocking shots on the Florida side. So, you know, Gudis over one and a half blocked shots, minus 140. Uh, McAvoy is two and a half. So, you know, they, they priced it well. Uh, the odds makers weren't sleeping because they put McAvoy at two and a half blocked shots tonight. They know but that he's just been, you know, uh, eating a lot of pucks this year defensively for the uh, Bruins, uh, helping out both Swayman and Allmark. So uh, that one, you know, could be a little bit more dicey. It's a big difference going from two to three blocked shots to cash your bet. So I like the Gudis one a little bit more, but I certainly wouldn't talk about talk uh, anyone out of taking a shot with McAvoy as well uh, over blocked shots. Uh, Brandon, what do you think here? Florida, Boston. Yeah, I mean, let's not like like Alex said. Let's not fall into this here. I mean, Boston's gonna come out hot. They're at home. They're gonna play fucking good. I don't give a shit what they got. I promise you, it's the NHL. They're gonna have every possible thing they can possibly get in their bodies to make them feel all right. Honest to God, it is what it is. People, people can. Think and he about could still it. play tonight, Bergeron. For all we know, I mean, yeah. it's like in, in like okay, and then we talk about Allmark. Okay, he can't if he and can't go. I, I'd, be, yep. I'd be shocked, but I mean. Okay, he doesn't go Swayman's eighth best goalie and all the fancy stats, you know, in the league for for goaltending. So I mean, okay, then you got him. That you're saying he's sick of, you know, albeit they called up Bussy, who was the best goalie in the entire American Hockey League. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, where, are we, exactly. where are we going here? I mean, uh, if we're really talking about it, Lyon's been good. He's been a story. He's been incredible. You know, most of his uh, resume is American League, which is no different than their the third best goalie in Boston, who just did what. Lion did in America anyway. So, I mean, it, I'm not too worried about it. These guys are animals. I mean, they're, they're veterans. They know what they're doing. I mean, they heard the talk at the start of the year, uh, you know, downplaying what they could do without everybody. It'll be no different now. You don't think they're sitting there right now saying the same shit. You know, they got the best leadership group probably in the league. I'm not too worried about it, to be honest. They got a coach that brings the energy. He's going to get these guys fired up. They're playing at home. I mean, it's just going to be nuts. I, I honestly, I'm not. I'm not overly worried about it. I, w- I would suggest that all the things Boston. I would go that direction. Um, hey, that's part of betting. We don't know. We don't know how this is going to affect them. But like I said, it's the NHL guys. Like, you know, it's not. Uh, we're not playing the East Coast League like I did. And uh, you're eating chicken wings before the game and trying to figure it out. But you know, these guys are uh, they're elite athletes and they're getting treated that way. And I guarantee you, they have every single asset going right now to make those guys feel all right. So I think they'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll win this game. Again, I'm not involved. I'm not ta- I'm not on either side here. I'm not on Florida. I won't be on Boston, but I'm just I'm not just all of a sudden. Yeah. Bergeron might be out. Allmark might be out. Now I'm interested in Florida. No, that is not the case. Uh, not the case for me. I do like the over, though. That is my main pregame bet here, side or total in this game. I do like it over the t- Again, all four meetings went over the total during the season. 4-3, 7-3, 5-2, 5-3. Uh, were the final scores uh, in those games uh, as well. And keep in mind, Boston, they have won uh, four straight home games uh, against the uh, Florida Panthers as well. So, uh, And they've uh, definitely played them well. And I remember earlier this year, uh, 7-3, the last time Florida made the trip here to Boston back in December. That was an ugly night for them. Uh, for sure. So yeah, I think still think the Bruins end up uh, preser- uh, prevailing here uh, in game one, even with these question marks surrounding uh, the Bruins uh, personnel. By the way, our guy Jimmy Murphy uh, did a great little interview with Trent Frederick, uh, and it was posted on the National Hockey Now YouTube channel. And basically, Frederick talked about a, a, a great opportunity for him in the playoffs, especially with you know what's going on with the Bruins personnel. So he sounded like, uh, and the quotes were great. Like, this is my chance to really shine and show what I can do and provide for this team. So if you if you buy into those words, t- translating into action on the ice, maybe some Frederick props tonight. Maybe take a flyer 
Uh, and that guy works hard. Say what you will, uh, Trent Frederick. And he's just been, he's one of those guys that, you know, you, you notice him more at playoff time, hard on the forecheck, physical, you know, will go to the tough areas of the ice to try to score goals, try to, you know, get in the goalie's grill uh, of the opposing team. So it's just those little things. And he's a playoff type player. And I'm sure the Bruins definitely happy to have him. All right. We got two more games left on this Monday card. Hit the like button. Uh, anyone watching on uh, YouTube, we appreciate it very much. Back to talk. Uh, Minnesota, Dallas, and L.A. Edmonton coming up right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back, and it is time now to go to the West. We have two Western Conference first-round uh, matchups getting underway in Game 1 tonight, starting with Minnesota and Dallas. Dallas minus 145, home favorites, 5.5 being the uh, total. In this one, uh, I'm on Dallas already to win the series, so probably not going to jump in and take game one as well. I'm already on them to win the series. I gave it out on Saturday's uh, Stanley Cup playoffs preview show as the uh, best bet for me. Uh, and um, I just think I like what I, I, I not not I think I know I like what I'm seeing from the Dallas Stars right now. They're, they're playing excellent hockey. I think they've got the more offensive firepower up and down their lineup to be more dangerous score more goals, which was their downfall last year. Just didn't have that offensive thrust that they needed uh, against Calgary, and they had to rely on Jake Ottinger too much. I don't think they'll have to rely on Ottinger nearly as much this year. You look at this lineup now and the and the depth they now have uh, up front to try to score goals, the Dallas Stars, and all the players that have had great seasons for them. Jason Robertson, Rope Hintz, and Joe Pavelski is a really good second line. Getting Max Domi from Chicago and now putting in with Marchment, you know, and Sagan. I know Marchment hasn't had as good a year as he did last year with Florida, but, you know, don't just uh, suddenly assume he can't get it going here in the playoffs uh, for Dallas. He can be more than capable, and he, he's got some grit and sandpaper to his game. That I like as well, and I think he got that from his late father, Brian, uh, who, of course, passed away much too suddenly uh, last year, and I think that was an adjustment too. I think that maybe played a part in his early struggles as well. He just lost your dad, right? just passed away i mean that's obviously going to affect you uh so i wouldn't be surprised if uh, mason marchment here comes to life here in the playoffs jamie ben on the third line dodonov who's a capable third line player as well chipping in offensively and centering that line is this whiz kid that the 19 year old rookie phenom if you will wyatt johnston who's been amazing for the dallas stars to think this kid comes right out of junior from the windsor spitfires last year i remember watching this kid here in hamilton I was at a Bulldogs-Windsor Spitfires game last year, OHL Championship Series at the Pocky 
as we call it. That's what I call it, the Fuck You First Ontario Credit Union Center, the Fuck You. <laughs> that's my that's my phrase for it. Uh, I went down to the Fuck You there, the Fuck You Center, First Ontario Credit Union Center in Hamilton, Windsor and Hamilton. And there's Wyatt Johnston ripping it up for Windsor, and he gave Hamilton grief, even though Hamilton won that series eventually. It went seven games. It was a great series, and we went to the Memorial Cup last year. But that Windsor team was tough, and Wyatt Johnston was incredible. To think he was in junior last year, and he's now in the NHL, no minor league hockey for him at all, right straight to Dallas because he was that good in training camp, and he's got 24 goals this year in his first year. Incredible. You know, don't sleep on his props throughout this series. I keep saying that. He's been undervalued all season long for this Dallas team. So I like Dallas in the series. Obviously, I'm going to lean with them to win game one, but I'm not going to add on. I've already got them to win the series. I like the draw, too. Because even though I like Dallas in the series, I said, we're going to bet the draw in every game in this series. I'm committing to it. I'm pot committed to bet the draw in every game in this series. And I think we're going to have profit to show for it. Because I think you're going to get at least one, if not two, and maybe even three overtime games you know, out of this series. And if we see that and you bet the draw in every game, you're going to be profitable at the end of this series. So, again, shop around. The draw bets are usually the best ones you can find are at uh, FanDuel. Uh, you get really good prices there uh, on the uh, draw uh, for uh, NHL betting, uh, the draw seems to be the best prices there, plus 340 uh, at FanDuel for the draw for this uh, Minnesota-Dallas game. Keep an eye on the status of, and he's important, uh, Joel Erickson Eck, who's actually traveling with the Wild to Dallas for the first two games of this series. He skated on his own over the weekend, and there is potential he could be back, if not tonight, maybe for game two but he hasn't even been ruled out completely for now. It's so important to have him in there. He's their, one of their best defensive forwards. He can chip in offensively because he's a 20-plus goal scorer. Yeah, Erickson Eck would be a massive, massive uh, boost for the Minnesota Wild if he's able to return either tonight or in Game 2 uh, on Wednesday night. So keep an eye on that. And to me, I think the thing that concerns me about Minnesota, they didn't play great down the stretch. Uh, and again, with their offense, it's very top-heavy right now. What are you going to get from beyond – a little bit from Hartman, you know, and a little bit from Gaudreau, but mostly it's Boldy, Kaprizov, and Zuccarello, and then there's a drop-off after that. So that's going to be the key. Do they have that third wave, that third line that's going to produce consistently that I think Dallas has in this series, and that could be uh, the difference. Gustafson will start the series in net, which I expected. He's been great, but let's see. This first playoffs now. Let's see how he fares in it. And Ottinger, to me, there's no questions there. He was great. He's the reason that he even got to seven games against Calgary last year. Uh, I think he'll be fine. So uh, I like Dallas in the series. No bet on them in game one for me, but I am going to take a shot with the draw here, plus 340. Alex, uh, Wild Stars. Yeah, I, I, you know, I agree with you. There will be a lot of overtimes in this series. I don't think tonight's going to be one of those games. I took a shot with the Stars, plus 115 in regulation yesterday. And the play I like even more, and I grabbed it at BetMGM, and you know, we talked about these in the last, what, three or four weeks, maybe in the regular season. Look at those combos of the side in total. Took a shot with Dallas and over four and a half at plus 135. I think that's a, a fantastic number. And I, I think we're going to see this will probably be the fastest pace, potentially, of, of the series. I think you can see a lot of wide open hockey early in this contest. I uh, wouldn't be shy away from taking both teams to score here in this. Uh, and I know that's something that we haven't seen from Minnesota. Usually they kind of play low and slow in the first period, more of a feeling out process. But I think Dallas is going to drag them into the fire early. I think they're going to score 
often and, and, and force Minnesota to kind of have to play a bit more of an open style. So that four and a half, uh, you know, tied in with Dallas winning at plus 135, I think that's a great number. So that that's my official play for the show. Like I said, I do have uh, stars plus 115 in regulation in pocket as well. But I would, if you can bet that at Betham Gym or, or any book that has those combos, I would decide more with that combo of the uh, stars and the total over four and a half at plus 135. Yeah, exactly. And uh, by the way, I think this is going to be one of those games, too, where Dallas at home, you know, feed the off the energy. And the one thing about Minnesota, I've noticed this, them trending this way lately. They've been giving up a lot of shots on goal on the road. They've allowed an average of over 37 shots on goal per game in the last 10 road games down the stretch. So I like the over saves tonight for Gustafson for the uh, Minnesota Wild. I think that's a good pl- and I like it for. Uh, Sorokin actually in the Islander hurricane game because Islanders fall into that pitfall lately down the stretch just giving up a lot of shots on goal on the road in particular and Carolina you know at home I think could rack up the shots so I think those are two of my favorite props tonight for uh goals for goalie saves Sorokin for the Islanders and Gustafson here for the uh, Minnesota Wild both over their save props. do you worry about a short lease for Gus if he gives up a couple of goals early I could I say mean, that. About I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry yeah. about, but but yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. That that's true. That's true. But uh, like I say, I'd be I'd, I'd worry about that in every game because even the the most experienced goalie, if you're giving up four in the first period just to so, shake up yeah. momentum, the coach is yanking your ass, yeah, you know, and pulling yeah. you just to try to shake up momentum and wake up your hockey team. Uh, what do you think here, Foz, with this one, Minnesota Dallas? Yeah, I like Dallas. I mean, I think they're. They got a lot of good stories, guys that haven't won. Pavelski, these kind of guys, you know, Ben and, and such. You know, can Sagan find his game, you know, and, and, and elevate? Uh, you know, I, you'd like to think so. But, I, I, yeah, I, I think Dallas is all right here. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure in terms of game one. That it, you know, I think they're, they're a team that have enough, enough veterans in that locker room that are excited uh, for the opportunity. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest that we'd be worried about them. Um, you know, Alex alluded to it. I, I just like their team. You know, I, I really do. They're kind of an X-factor team, you know, in the West, right? Um, which I think is a little bit more open in terms of who can do what. Uh, Dallas is one of those teams you probably look at as a wild card that can make a run here. You know, that's that's how I feel. I mean, I, I think Minnesota drags them into the fight. You know, that, that's what they're going to do. They're going to Foligno, Hartman, Reeves, these kind of guys. I mean, they're going to – but is Dallas the kind of team that can't handle it? I don't, I don't think so. Jamie Benz is going to go and do whatever – he has to do to win, and I think that they'll be fine with that game, even if it goes that direction. Um, yeah, I, I think they're the wild card right now. You know, I, I like Dallas, and uh, well, I guess we'll see how they how they start. Now, in terms of the goal and the point props tonight in this game, uh, you know, I you know, I'm really, really high on Joe Pavelski in this series uh, as a whole. In fact, I posted on Twitter these two prop bets: uh, series top goal score, series top point score. I'm on Pavelski in both of those at plus 800. I think it's got a real shot. He led Dallas in goals and points in the first round last year against Calgary. 25 points in the last 20 games for him since March 1st for the Dallas Stars this season. So not only does he have the track record of stepping up and playing his best when the games are the biggest in the playoffs, he's got 25 points in his last 20 regular season games entering these playoffs for the Stars. Like, more than a point per game since March 1st for Joe Pavelski. So you've got not only his propensity to step up in the playoffs, but he's in red-hot current form here in the regular season entering these playoffs. So it's a perfect storm. Everything comes together, I think, for Pavelski that he's very live to be the top goal scorer and point scorer 
uh, in this series uh, between the Wild and the Stars. So I like that. I like his goal prop and his point prop tonight once again as well uh, for the uh, Stars. You know, it's funny uh, in terms of uh, Jamie Benn, you know, at times, you know, you don't always get him uh, at his absolute best in, in the playoffs. And there's just certain games where he's not nearly as noticeable. But if you actually look at his track record against Minnesota, he's really burned this wild team. He has a really good uh, propensity and uh, and uh, pattern of scoring and making an impact against Minnesota. So that might have you looking at Jamie Benn as well tonight uh, for this uh, game for any props involving uh uh, Dallas. If someone's going to score for Minnesota, I'd probably say, yeah, Zuccarello, former star. It's very possible. It's funny how that works. Former player usually makes an impact often against his former team, but probably Boldy. Uh, Boldy's probably someone that, you know, I think could be, he, he's got to, I think, have a big series because you know Kaprizov's going to get all the attention from Dallas. Uh, Erickson X health is still a question mark. You don't know what you're going to get necessarily down the lineup. Goudreau, Nyquist, Hartman, some of these other forwards. And then there's a big drop-off with what they get in terms of the bottom six offensively, Minnesota. Boldy's got to have a huge series. He's got to make an impact. He's got to be a game-breaker offensively. Minnesota's going to win this series. If he is, that's going to give them a much better chance here uh, to beat the uh, Dallas Stars in this uh, first-round series. Uh, All right, final game of this first night of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And what a series and what a game. What a game and what a series this could be. Uh, for the second straight year, it's the Los Angeles Kings and the Edmonton Oilers in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Edmonton minus 190, home favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, the uh, I broke down, Alex. I took Toronto in the series. To, I actually bet Toronto in the series, but what I did was I did it in a parlay with uh, Edmonton to beat L.A. So I turned that into a plus, I believe, plus 115 with uh, Edmonton and Toronto parlayed to win their series. So that's the way I approached it. I ended up wanting to get in on Edmonton in some way, but I didn't feel comfortable with minus one and a half games either because I think L.A. is going to be like this is going to be a long, tough series for the Edmonton Oilers. Make no mistake about it. I think the Oilers, they're my pick to be in the Stanley Cup. They're my pick to win the West. And if you see, I uploaded my bracket to our Ice Guys uh, pool, our Ice Guys bracket challenge, which, by the way, uh, make sure you get in on that. Uh, uh, the Ice Guys Bracket Challenge. If you haven't done so already, it's free to sign up. The link is in the YouTube uh, video description below this video. But yeah, I've got Edmonton to win the West, but that doesn't mean they won't get pushed and, and have a hard time against the Kings here in the first round. Kings aren't chopped liver. You know, the Kings are a very sound defensive team. You know, they are capable of at least, they're not going to shut down Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, Nuge, Kane, and the rest of the Oilers, but at least neutralize them a little bit and give yourself a chance. They certainly have that capability. Uh, Jonas Corposalo, as we expected, we kind of thought all along, Alex and I, that he was going to be the playoff starter in game one, and he will be for the uh, oil, uh, for the Kings tonight after getting him from Columbus at the uh, trade deadline. Gavrikov certainly makes them a better defensive team. Here is what I can't get over, though, coming into this series, and I think it could be the death nail for L.A. Okay, this has been a historically good power play. I don't know if I've ever seen a power play look as good as Edmonton's ever, honestly. That's how good it is. That's how dynamic it is. They're number one in the league. They're at converting at a 32.4% clip for the entire season on the power play, Edmonton. That's unbelievable. For an 82-game regular season to be converting at 32% on the power play more than a quarter of the time, that's unbelievable. That's incredible production with the man advantage. There's one, they're very good five-on-five defensively the Kings, but you know where they're not nearly as good? 
the penalty kill. It's the one little, small little issue the Kings have. They're only 24th in the NHL in penalty kill percentage. That, at the end of the day, is, I think, going to maybe make a difference here uh, in this year, potentially a big difference, because that's the one area where L.A. is a little bit leaky defensively, the penalty kill, which is the one area you cannot be weak uh, against the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, that could be a little bit of a problem here. Uh, we've had the question marks regarding the status of both uh, Gabe Velarde and Kevin Fiala coming into this series. They have ruled Kevin Fiala out for at least game one tonight with that lower body injury. He missed the last six games because of it. So that's unfortunate. This is a 72-point player for the LA Kings this year. They've got to be able to score some goals. For as great as they can be in Corpus Allo, uh, in net, they are not going to shut down Edmonton entirely. There's just no way that's going to happen. They've got to be able to score some goals, and Fiala was going to be a big part of that. That's going to put a lot more duress now on Kopitar and Kempe, you know, in particular, carry the load for the Kings. Uh, and Gabe Velarde, who was, I think, excellent this year offensively, he won't play in game one either. 23 goals, 18 assists for him uh, this year. So that's a 20-goal score not suiting up for you tonight either. So that definitely is going to hurt the offensive punch of the LA Kings a little bit to start this series. Um, I'm going to take a shot here. First period puck line on Edmonton. Just the way I think, because if you look at last year uh, and the Edmonton Oilers, I don't, the one thing they didn't do was start the series well uh, against the LA Kings. Remember game one, they lost at home. And I've already read things from Connor and Leon and some of the other players saying we can't start slow like we did last year in game one. That was one of the mistakes we made. You know, we didn't have a good game one. We want to make amends for that. So I think there's an onus for the Oilers. Let's be ready. You know, we know we, we got a taste of the playoffs last year, got all the way to the Western Conference final. Let's have a good start tonight uh, and let's show that we're ready to uh, play playoff hockey right from the beginning, right from the opening puck drop. So at plus 145, plus 150, I'm going to go with that Edmonton first period puck line tonight here with Kings and uh, Oilers. I kind of think the first game could be high scoring because I believe last year's first game was as well. But um, I don't know at six and I might wait for something live. And I I do want to target the over, but I might wait to see if we get maybe a scoreless first few minutes and then maybe look for a live over. As far as the props go, yeah, Bouchard goes without saying. I think Dreisaitl actually to score a goal might be worth a look here as well tonight. Uh, maybe a more onus on McDavid and Dreisaitl ends up being someone that it takes advantage. Evander Kane, that's the funny thing for Edmonton. For as good as they played down the stretch, Kane, you know, maybe wasn't at his best offensively down the stretch. If he ever gets going for the Oilers, look out. Take them to another level if that indeed happens. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you think here? Should be a great one to wrap up our first night of the playoffs, Kings-Oilers. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. I, I think we do see some goals early here. I'll be looking at that first period over as well, but 155 is a bit steep. I'm waiting for that to drop down to $1.25 or $1.20, and that's when I'll jump in. So only going to need maybe about two, three minutes of scoreless hockey uh, for that number to come down to where, where we want it. But like I said, you know, the, the Velarde, you know, injury, and uh, except Fiala too, and, and it seems like Fiala might miss this entire series from what I was reading on Twitter where Velarde could come could possibly come back later. Uh, like I said, that that's that's big for them, you know, because you, you need that kind of you need every every offensive player you, you can have to keep up with this Edmonton team. Uh, if you're, you know, expect to play what's going to be seemingly a six or seven game series back and forth. So so missing any key players uh, will hurt a little bit. But I think Edmonton, like I said, having that home crowd momentum, I think they come out a hot early. And uh, I think we definitely see some goals. Not sure if all, all the goals come from Edmonton in the first period, but I think we get at least two and we'll have enough time to try to grab some better value on that first period. 
All right, uh, Brandon, what do you think here, Kings Oilers? I think you said it. I think they're motivated to start fast in uh, in Edmonton. I mean, play's going to be rocking. I, I don't know. I, Kane was unbelievable last year in playoffs. I mean, the guy was on fire. I mean, he's a guy that I'd like to see come out hot. I almost want to say that, at, you know, plus 1,200 first goal in the first period, that's a guy I'd be looking at. Uh, you know, Hyman's another guy you, you would think that's probably going to come alive here, considering how good their power play is and where most of the action comes in the net front. I mean, that guy makes a living there. Um, you know, Nuge, what a year. You know, you get to look at a guy like that. I mean, you got to think it's going to be high scoring, like you guys said. But, uh, you know, my, my two big things, the Oilers come out hot. Evander Kane last year, if you're looking at what he did, I mean, it was unbelievable, the goal scoring that he was able to put together. You know, he's a guy I'd be looking at to score first. All right. First goal score, Evander Kane, right? You liking that? I like it. Right. I don't know. I don't know who likes it, but I fucking like it. So there you we're gonna know, try, right? We're not. <laughs> no, it's because if you if you like, it, I, I mentioned it because that's plus nine hundred for him to get the first yeah. goal. Uh, in yeah, this I game. got uh, I got plus twelve hundred here on Fanduel. So oh, there wow. you go. Shop yeah. around. Yep, Fanduel again. I find yeah with uh, a lot of the goal markets, assist markets, points markets, and as we talked about with the draw, yeah. you can get pretty much some of the best prices with all of those type of bets at Fanduel. So uh, I've noticed that as well. So good stuff. Indeed. Yeah, I'm on Evan Bouchard to get a point. I mean, this is just – its it's been a great bet. You know, it cashed with ease again down the stretch for Edmonton when they needed those – the San Jose game down the stretch. He, he scored a point again for this Oilers team. Like, he is getting the power – like, it's plus 110 for him to get a point. That's unbelievable. You know, he has basically taken the Tyson Berry role on this team. One of their most counted on offensive-minded defensemen plays the number one power play, which is going up against a 24th-ranked LA Kings penalty kill this year. How how do you not take plus 110? If you want to be looking into the bargain bin, take a power play point prop as well uh, for uh, Evan Bouchard here tonight at plus 170. You know, you could definitely go that road as well. Uh, Evan Bouchard, no question about that, is uh, his point props are extremely value-laden still. Uh, they have not made any sort of adjustment uh, with those. So, yeah, good find there. I absolutely agree with it. All right, good stuff. That is the uh, Monday quartet of Game 1s in the NHL uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, appreciate everybody joining us live on YouTube. Hit the like button and shout out to our podcast listeners as well. Uh, make sure you check out patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month, uh, goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, daily Ice Guys show betting card, bonus content, and more. Check it out, patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. Absolutely. Also, check out the Ice Guys store. It's it's nice and warm out. Grab yourself a T-shirt, a cap. We got hoodies. We got mugs. We've even got bandanas for your dog, clothes for your baby. We got everything. Iceguys.myspreadshop.com. There you go. Never mind, uh, you know, J.C. Penny or any of those uh, cheap ass uh, department stores. Get your gear and your uh, stuff to wear at the Ice Guys store, uh, for sure. And also, speaking of uh, things you want to be aware of, our first Ice Guys Stanley Cup playoffs live betcast tomorrow night, Tuesday, April eighteenth, seven p.m. Eastern time. Me, Alex, all of our viewers and listeners, anyone interested in joining us on the betcast, if just send a DM at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com. We'll send you the link for the BetCast, and you can join us on the stream. Live betting, 
the four game ones tomorrow night in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, bring your own, bring your booze as always. Drinking is encouraged. Uh, it's a bar and a pub atmosphere with our betcasts each time. And the playoff betcasts are going to be even more fun because the stakes are even higher now at, at this time of year. So we're looking forward to it. Our first live betcast for the playoffs tomorrow night, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. A lot of fun. We have had fun, Alex. I mean, just shooting the shit, lots of jokes, lots of laughs, yeah. shits and giggles. I mean, it's just a great group, too. They know their hockey. We all, you know, laid-back people. We're, you know, easy to get along with. We have fun. Uh, we try to make some money with our live bets. It's just so much fun, uh, the betcast. And we're looking forward to our first playoff live betcast tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's a great time. And and we've been winning lately, too. So that's the thing. It's, it's nice to have fun. But when you're winning and having fun, that's that always helps. Yeah. yeah, that always <laughs> helps. When you're getting your ass kicked. You don't enjoy the betcasts nearly as much. But when you're winning and you're casting those live bets, it's a little bit better. All right. We'll wrap up the show in just a moment with best bets right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair uh, and among other things. Uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, it is time for our first best bets of the 2023 NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet tonight? Yeah, we're heading down to Big D for game one, Dallas and Minnesota. I think that home crowd is going to be rocking and rolling. I think we're going to be hearing some Pantera playing uh, a little bit often. Give me the Dallas Stars and over four and a half. That's a combo bet, plus 135. You can grab that at BetMGM right now. That's going to be my best bet, Dallas and over four and a half. Uh, as a combo bet, plus 135, best bet for day one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. All right, so there we go. And uh, I was dabbling in those late in the regular season, the money line and the total, the combo bet. Uh, Dallas and over four and a half for Alex P. Smith against Minnesota for his best bet here for this Monday night NHL playoff slate. Uh, Brandon DeFazio, hell of a job. You're a natural my gosh, you've got just the energy, the charisma. You just shoot it like I do. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Uh, great job. Hope to have you back maybe uh, later on during the uh, playoffs. But uh, what do you like for your best bet tonight? 
Yeah, I don't know. You guys are putting me on the spot here. You know, I uh, I don't know. I just I, I can't see. Pressure's on. I, yeah, I know. I can't get away. I can't get away from the Bruins. Uh, you know, you're not going to get the, the the lines you're looking for unless, like you said, you know these these illnesses factor the line. But uh, I like Marshawn anytime goal tonight. I think he's just that kind of player. I think uh, he got off the schneid there late in the season. He had a little bit of rough go. Like you said, he's had some had some uh, some luck against the Panthers. I'd like him to get a goal tonight. So. All right, there we go. And I'll do some line shopping for you because I care. I'm that kind of person. Uh, I, I Basically, plus 226 at Pinnacle, uh, the best price out there, with uh, Brad Marchand to score a goal tonight. So shop around. You'll, you actually do get some pretty good prices because, again, he didn't necessarily light it up to the level we expect from him. So as a result, you're getting a little bit of a better price tonight. Plus 226 at Pinnacle, best price for uh, Brad Marchand to score a goal tonight. That's what uh, Brandon DeFazio is going with for his uh, best bet for this card. My best bet's going to be from that same game, but I'm going with that over. Florida-Boston, over six, minus 120 at Bet Online. I think we get over that number. All four regular season games went over the total. The question marks in net with Allmark. If Bergeron doesn't go, I think it hurts them just as much, if not more, defensively than it does offensively with everything he does away from the puck. So uh, I think Florida can chip in, but certainly I think Boston will provide a little bit of a wake-up call for Alex Lyon. And remember, that Panthers defense is still a little bit lacking quality depth. Boston's the kind of team that can maybe take advantage of that. So I think we'll see enough goals here in game one. Florida-Boston over six, minus 120 uh, for my best bet here for this first night of the NHL uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, absolutely great stuff. And you know what's great, too, before we wrap it up? The BetCast tomorrow night. Make sure you join us for it. The Leafs start their series against the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night. That'll be one of the games. And if it's fucking 2-0 Tampa, you know, after the first period in that game one, you're going to hear about it from yours truly tomorrow night. That's all I got to say. Uh, it's, if, if Here we go again here with this fucking team. Um, but that's another story. Uh, but yeah, if, 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 if we're going down that path again with the Leafs, it's going to make for a fun bet cast tomorrow night. If uh, it's another bed shitting for the blue and white, but that's another story. Uh, great stuff. Brandon, you're amazing guest today. We appreciate it. Great job. Hope to have you back. Hope you enjoyed it. Oh, thanks a lot. I mean, best time of year, right? I mean, this is where it gets yeah. going and, uh, couldn't have been perfect time. I mean, I love it. I love, uh, following you guys and, and getting in on this, you know, the chat's been lively. It's been exciting. Had one uh, one of the best beers going in the world here. A nice Hellas from Germany. So life is good. Playoffs are on the horizon. What else? What else do we need, right? I mean, this is this is what we live for. This is what the the most exciting, I think, sport to watch in playoffs is hockey. And uh, like you said, I'll be looking tomorrow more so on watching my Leafs and and see uh, see on pins and needles where we can get. But uh, no, it's exciting. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Great to have you. We'll get you back on during the playoffs. And yeah, like I said, I mean, everybody's like a lot of people like Toronto in this series, but everything you see is that the last two months they've been better than Tampa Bay. I don't think there's any debate whatsoever. They have been clearly the better team. But uh, again, none of that matters. You've got to take this albatross that's around your neck of 20 years of failure and throw it away. And, and we'll see if they're able to do that starting uh, tomorrow night. But great stuff. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast. 
in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, our special guest, Brandon DeFazio, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday. Our daily show and the BetCast coming your way tomorrow right here on the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. 